You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Developments coming out of the war in Gaza and the uh, killing of a Hamas leader. What does that mean moving forward? Let's bring in Arl Brown, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto, and here with us now. Arl, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Thank you. So uh, Hamas leader is killed in Lebanon. There's been lots of talk of worry of this war spreading. Who is responsible for the death of this Hamas leader? Do we know? It's highly likely that it was Israel. They have not admitted this uh, directly. But, uh, for example, the head of the Mossad said that anyone who was involved in the horrific massacre of October 7th basically signed his own death warrant. And we know that Sanan al-Arure, who was the deputy leader of uh, uh, Hamas, was certainly involved uh, in uh, that uh, massacre. He was in charge of Hamas in uh, the West Bank. He believed that he had immunity by being in Lebanon. He was able to travel to Turkey and elsewhere. But the rules of the game have changed since uh, October 7. What about repercussions, retaliation? What's liable to happen next, the uh, the next shoe to drop? It will depend a great deal on, on Hezbollah, uh, and that is Hezbollah's leader, leader, Nasrallah. He made a speech today where he condemned Israel. He claimed uh, that it was Israel who did this and that uh, Israel would be held uh, responsible. Hezbollah has a vast arsenal, perhaps as many as 150,000 rockets. They are even more dangerous than uh, uh, Hamas. Uh, various countries from the United States to France have tried to dissuade Hezbollah from getting directly and fully engaged, although there is already significant fighting with Israel, and Israel has had to evacuate tens of thousands of its own citizens from border towns because of fire from Hezbollah. And so we'll have to see uh, what Hezbollah, which believed that it could grant immunity to other terrorists, uh, whether they will now proceed further. I think it's very risky for them. Some uh, members of the Lebanese government, uh, which is very weak, it's largely controlled by Hamas, nonetheless uh, have suggested that they do not want to get into war. They are looking at Gaza and they know what the consequences would be of uh, direct war with Israel. So this is a very tense situation. Uh, It also will depend a lot on Iran, because we must not forget that uh, not only is Iran the world's largest uh, supporter of terrorism, but Iran directly controls Hezbollah. They also have had tremendous influence with Hamas, uh, uh, to whom they have provided both money and armaments. And they are also influential with the Houthis, and the Houthis are firing on ships uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the Red Sea, causing tremendous navigation and commercial damage. What is the strength of Hamas now, considering this has been going on since October? Um, do you see Palestinians separating themselves from the Hamas terrorist group? Because that seems to be what's agitating the West. It's not so much uh, Palestinians versus Israelis, uh, Muslims versus Jews, left versus right. It's democracy and freedom versus authoritarianism and terror. Are we making that distinction? It it, it is a very important question that you're asking, because in a way, uh, whether you look at Ukraine, 
whether you look at uh, Hamas and other terrorist groups, what we are seeing is a situation where tyrants and terrorists are testing the resolve of the West, the resolve of the democracies to uh, stand by their principles, to uh, have the willpower to defend themselves uh, uh, effectively, whether it is Israel or whether it is uh, Ukraine against uh, Russian aggression. And in the case of Gaza, it's a slow process. Israel has made very significant uh, progress in northern Gaza. They have apparently destroyed some like 12 of the battalions that Hezbollah has had. But it is a difficult process because contrary to Hamas propaganda, Israel is not uh, bombing indiscriminately. If they did that, this would have been over uh, many, many weeks ago. So it is done painstakingly. The Israelis are taking uh, losses because uh, they cannot just uh, use force anywhere where there are civilians. Hamas, according to the United States, according to intelligence services in Europe, is using the Palestinian population as human shields. And as the major democracy said at the beginning of this conflict, it is not only that Israel has suffered, but in fact Hamas has been a tragedy for the Palestinian people. The words that were issued by the Quint, the five major democracies, was that Hamas has brought nothing but bloodshed uh, and tragedy to uh, the Palestinian people. Uh, U.S. intelligence confirming what Israel has already confirmed, that uh, there was a Hamas command center in the hospital that was bombed by a rogue missile way back when, that in fact there was also possibly hostages that were held there. Does that resonate with anyone? Does that help the cause? It resonates with with governments, but uh, uh, what has happened with uh Sad to say, some of the so-called progressive forces, they uh, have such an intense dislike of the United States, such an intense dislike of Western uh, governments, such an intense dislike of Israel. They tend to have this binary approach of uh, what they designate as victims and uh, and uh, victimizers, that uh, they will uh, uh, try to defend uh, whatever Hamas does, even though these progressive forces would be destroyed by Hamas if Hamas or these terrorist groups were in charge. Uh, I think in the case of many people who are not uh, so ideologically rigid, there is some progress. And there is word that even in Gaza, uh, support for Hamas is falling. We have anecdotal evidence because it's very difficult to do a proper survey, but anecdotal evidence suggests that people understand what is at stake and uh, uh, there was one quote from uh, a Palestinian in Gaza who said he'd rather have the Israeli defense forces there than Hamas because they've seen uh, what uh, uh, terrible uh, things Hamas has brought to them even before uh, this attack and, and this war. But it's a slow, slow process. And this is where the, the patience, the willpower, the endurance of democracy is tested. This is where Putin is sort of hoping that the democracies will tire, that there's a kind of fatigue that Ukraine will be abandoned, that somehow Hamas will uh, survive, that there will be a long-term uh, ceasefire, they will reconstitute themselves. And, and that would be a terrible outcome, not merely for Israel, but it would be a terrible outcome uh, for the Palestinian people and, and for the region. Will, is, will Israel beat Hamas? Will they drive them out of Gaza? So far, it seems they are doing it. 
but they need to retain Western support. If the uh, United States uh, uh, abandons that support, uh, uh, if uh, the funds that uh, so far have not been approved by Congress for Israel and for Ukraine, those are uh, withheld. If the Biden administration decides that uh, you know, political expediency is more important than principle, and so far they haven't done that, uh, then it would be very, very difficult to finish Hamas off. Uh, but I think uh, if we look more carefully at what is happening, very significant progress has been made because uh, I would think over half of the forces that Hamas and Islamic, Palestinian Islamic Jihad had have already been destroyed. The estimates are that uh, uh, of the total casualties that have been reported, something like 22,000, over 8,500 are actually Hamas uh, and uh, Islamic Jihad terrorists. Uh, that, given that the total numbers before would have been 35 to 40,000, that is a very large number. And in military terms, it's impressive. But what happens with these kind of groups, it's not over until it's over. We saw that with the fanatical forces, uh, whether in the case of militaristic Japan or in the case of uh, Nazi Germany, and then the collapse comes very suddenly at the end. Arl Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. Arl, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com.